0: Welcome back, one and all, to another episode of Denny Thinks He Knows, a sports talk show hosted by me, Denny Glasser. Episode 9, and we are feeling fine. Well, I think we are. I hope you all are doing great. Hope you had a great week and staying healthy. We have so much to talk about in sports. Of course, we have the NFL playoffs going on, a blockbuster move in the NBA. And I have a really intriguing final straw that I have a very strong point of view on. I'm excited for you guys to hear about it. And so much in between. Guys, we're not going to waste any time in the beginning. I'm jumping right on in the first segment. First up, and we got the NFL. Right off the bat, i got to talk about Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is being rumored right now to head over to the Jacksonville Jaguars or Los Angeles Chargers. Two... Intriguing fits for him. I would suggest that uh, his best move is to go with Jacksonville, although there's definitely pieces already in place over in the Chargers organization. But a chance at you know having that first overall draft pick to do what you'd like to and kind of set the tone for that organization moving forward. I'm excited to see Urban Meyer over in Jacksonville. I think that would be fun. I think he could bring a lot of offense to... A team that really hasn't been known for offense for as far as I ever remember. I know of course they had that vaunted defense a few years back but Urban can probably tweak a few things and bring those defensive uh, schematics back up to speed if you will. But I'd like to see some offense in, in Jacksonville and I'm, I'm excited to see maybe that fit come together. C E H. Um, Of course, he's coming back. He's practicing at least for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I'm not saying Le'Veon Bell can't, you know, answer the bell uh, in the playoffs, but I think a, a, a healthy CEH with his vision and his ability to make guys miss in the open field can only make that offense even better because, I mean, I know the Kansas City Chiefs look like a Madden football game in real life, but, I mean, in all reality, they had struggles throughout the whole year against not-so-great teams. And, I mean, when you start to become pretty predictable that you're going to be throwing the ball and you stuff the run, I don't know. I mean, they're going to have to uh, have, I think, two good healthy backs to fully take it all the way through the Super Bowl and to win it. if not, you already know who I... Well, you know what you don't know. I, I'm actually excited to say this. You don't even know my Super Bowl predictions. I'm tweaking everything up this week, and which leads me, fun segue, I suppose, into last week's results and my new predictions heading into the divisional round in the NFL playoffs. So let's see what I got right, what I got wrong in a little lightning round. So with, of course, that being said, Buffalo versus the Colts. I got that right. I said Buffalo would win, and they did. Chicago versus New Orleans. I said New Orleans would win, and they did. And that's where the party actually stops. That's, that's all I got right, guys. I got it wrong with Tampa and the Washington football team. Tampa won. Wrong. Got that wrong. Seattle versus L.A. Well, I picked Seattle. The Rams won. Got that wrong. Tennessee versus Baltimore. I said Tennessee would win. Got that wrong. And Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. Well, well, well. We're going to talk about this one. We got to actually talk about this one. I got it wrong. And you know, I'll say this much. It's not going to take us another 18 years to get back to the playoffs. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I'll say this much. A lot of changes need to happen. As a die-hard Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I'll say this much. I don't like to lose. I really don't like to lose. And I don't like to lose when I feel like the window of opportunity isn't necessarily closing as the national media might want all NFL fans to think it is in Pittsburgh. But I don't like the idea that we have maybe a solid two, three years to make it happen, a great opportunity this year, and we just literally watched it fly out the window. And to lose against the Cleveland Browns was like the icing on the cake for a season that could have been. When you start out 11-0. But the nice thing that happens when you lose like this. I mean, even when you win, you're going to see changes. But when you lose like this, you're going to see changes. My personal take, offensive coordinator, gone. You got to get rid of. You got to look at that offensive line. You got to look at DeCastro and Pouncey. Alejandro Villanueva, really, really, really look at if you're going to keep any of them. Maybe replace all three. James Conner, absolutely love him. Born in Erie as well, myself, Erie, Pennsylvania. Would absolutely love to see Conner come back as a backup. I think he's a great backup, but as a starter, I, I think I've seen enough. So, new running back. A new wide receiver to replace Juju. Love Juju. Not going to be paying Juju probably $70 million that he's going to get. And on the defense, I know we need Devin Bush back, okay? And I, I would love to see Bud Dupree come back, but that contract won't happen in Pittsburgh. But no matter what you do, you need to be able to fix the run because Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb running all over that defense, man, and not being able to get to Baker Mayfield... Come on. When the New York Jets could beat them, and I know there's bulletin board material and there's this and that and the fact that the Browns the past two times that they went to the playoffs in almost a 30-year span have lost to the Steelers. I know that there was a lot of pent-up anger, but come on. you got to be able to stop them. And will there be more changes to come? We'll talk about it later in the show, but very disappointing. I got it wrong, obviously. But man, that is not how I wanted to see my season end. To the Cleveland Browns. Jeez, oh Pete. That one stung. It stung. But you know what? I've been a diehard for two decades. Did it sting worse than getting bumped out by the Patriots? By the Ravens? No. No, it, it didn't stink that bad. So, I'll take it. Own up. Embrace it. Let's be better next year. And let's get that 24th overall draft pick. Man, I... I'll take that. I'm excited to see what we do in the first round. So, six possible games. I got two right. Denny thinks he knows. I always put that disclaimer. With that being said, I'm excited to talk about this upcoming week. We have some fun matchups. We have LA versus Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. Baltimore versus Buffalo. Buffalo. Cleveland versus KC. KC. Tampa versus New Orleans. New Orleans. Now I'm going to take it a step further for the AFC and NFC Championship Games. I'm going Green Bay, obviously, against New Orleans. I'm taking Green Bay. And Buffalo versus KC. I'm taking KC. Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. What a matchup. Well, Aaron Rodgers, baby. Green Bay. I thought it was already going to be a close one with Pittsburgh. Uh, But I I honestly got to give Green Bay... The credit, I think they're going to be able to take it over Patrick Mahomes. So, there you have it. There is your NFL portion of first up. We're moving right on over to Major League Baseball. Got to first start off by saying the commissioner, uh, Rob Manfred, wants to keep 162 games heading into this 2021 season. Think it's a little ridiculous. If you've followed my show, you know I already don't care for 162. And then, of course, with everything going on in the world, why force 162 games? I don't understand. Keep it shorter. Keep the odds of, you know, everything going on, at a less chance. But no, let's just stretch it to a, that 162 games. And you wonder why baseball is broken too? 162 games. Of course, these guys want the best ones want paid three, four hundred million. Chop that season in half. The contract gets chopped in half maybe have of course a few more parameters within the payroll I don't know just my thoughts but let's head on over to player talk something a little bit more fun that I enjoy I know you enjoy listening to the Washington Nationals signed Kyle Schwarber former legend fan favorite over in Chicago Chicago Cubs that is and I know. I saw the writings on the wall. Others did too. The Cubs are gonna be start they're gonna start losing players left and right. He's just another example. Sad. Seems like just yesterday. I remember there was talk that maybe he might come back for the playoffs and he did, and he did well. Crazy, he's now gonna be a Washington National. Liam Hendricks with his one point seven eight ERA is heading to the White Sox and their bullpen. Liam is an electric arm. And I think he's going to do really good over there for the Chicago White Sox. And someone I just wanted to bring up, cheater-cheater-pumpkin-eater, George Springer. Batted two sixty five last year, 14 home runs, 32 RBIs. Still looking for a team to play for. I wanted to give my prediction. You know, until things really start moving, I kind of like this idea of kind of bringing in players every week and... Highlighting a few, letting you know where I think they're going to land. I think George makes a lot of sense for Toronto. Toronto's been a little quiet. And they definitely got some pieces in place to battle for that AL East. I think George Springer makes a lot of sense. And I have to acknowledge, last week we did a special edition of Denny Thinks He Knows about Francisco Lindor. You know my thoughts. If you don't my don't know my thoughts, look back on the last episode. Just sad to see that Cleveland Indians baseball team rip away what, what what once was one of the best in baseball. And to get not that much back in return is kind of a gut punch, but Lindor to the Mets, Carlos Carrasco to the Mets and four prospects to Cleveland. Who knows? Maybe in three to five years when all four players are playing for us. Maybe a new owner for the Cleveland Indians. Uh, I'll look back and I might feel different. But right now, that one's stung. Alrighty, guys. That has been the baseball portion. We're heading right on over to the NBA. And my, oh my, breaking news today Houston. Houston, we have a problem. They're three and six. They traded James Harden, guys, to the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets now have James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Jeff Green, to name four right off the bat. That is a loaded team. If Kyrie comes back, he's missed like three to four games because of personal reasons. But when that team is fully assembled and healthy, wow. They may have a shot to uh, take over the East, which is going to be interesting. I predicted that Brooklyn would be in the playoffs, but, I mean, jeez. Three-team trade. Cavaliers get a couple pieces from Brooklyn. And Houston gets, like, first-round picks for as far as the eye can see. I believe four first-round picks total. Great trade. Great trade. For Brooklyn, maybe for everybody. I mean, it just was not working out for Houston. So, crazy in the NBA. The NBA is always keeping us on our toes. And what a fun trade. Could be really fun to look out on later this season. To see what the playoffs look like. The East looks like. And what those huddles look like in between plays. I already was talking about this. I feel like way back when we first started the show of possible rumors of James Harden heading over that way and just thinking like it's going to be a show just watching like those like plays getting drawn up on like the coach's drawing pad like coming up with a play and watching all three of those like superstars arguing like who's going to get the ball it's all love right now but until that ego plays a role man that ego is a superstar by itself the chip on the shoulder Alrighty, talking about the East, Boston is just streaking right now, 7-3 at the very top of the leaderboard in the standings, meanwhile my Cavaliers are hurting man, 5-7, man they really took a, a dip after starting out so well, the Hornets are rising, 4 wins, now they're 6-5 and five back in the playoff picture. So, a lot of moving pieces, man. Over in the West, we got the Lakers that are still atop. 9-3. and three. Dallas, three wins in a row. Puts them at 5-4. and four. So, they're back in action. It's nice to see. But it's so early. It is so early. This is the thing with the NBA. It is so early on right now. We're going to keep tabs. But things really get interesting come, like, April. That's when I... That's when you really can start to see things shuffle out. I mean, these next couple months we'll be telling too, but i like to see what, what the finished product kind of looks like in April. All right, guys, that has been first up. Still kind of recovering from the Steelers' loss, Lindor to the Mets, and now James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. Woo, that is a lot to take in on first up. Second, that emotion. We're going to be talking a little fantasy. Derrick Henry, I picked him for you last week. He got five points, in the, at least in the ESPN fantasy football playoffs. I do apologize if you started him. I started him. I apologize to myself for listening to myself. Goodness. Russell Wilson was 17. Meh, average. Really disappointed. Uh, We had Stephon Diggs with 18 points. Pretty good, pretty good. Deontay Johnson, 11. And Eric Ebron with 12. Hey, outside of Henry, everyone did kind of average. So you can't be too upset. This week, I'm pretty much picking, no joke, almost all the Chiefs. Mahomes, Bell at running back. Hill at wide receiver. Kelsey at tight end. And one lone Buffalo. Stefan Diggs back at wide receiver. I think they're going to be crushing it against Cleveland. Now, I thought Pittsburgh would do the same. And, well, they started to when they were already down four touchdowns. But I think the Chiefs are going to be putting on a good old-fashioned uh, whooping, if you will. And I think they are going to win this game... In my opinion, by three touchdowns. And I think Mahomes, Bell, Hill, and Kelsey are going to be all benefactors of that. So start them with confidence and feel good about it. And heading over to, we're going to start to transition with Second that emotion, as you could probably already imagine. Well, what are we going to talk about fantasy-wise? We haven't talked about fantasy basketball. Fantasy basketball, much like fantasy baseball, that will cross that bridge when we get there. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's like a daily chore football it's like yeah it can kind of be but for the most part like 85 90 percent if not more throughout the week you're gonna get it on Sunday you're gonna figure it out your lineup that is on Sunday well fantasy basketball we're gonna we're gonna give it our best shot okay and I'm gonna give you a starting lineup each week that hey I don't know if I just keep them in depending on the matchup but if you're on DraftKings, FanDuel. You want to, you know, see what you can do? Maybe give it a shot. See what, see what I, old Denny can help you win and keep me, keep me in the loop on what I do win for you. Okay. All righty. So starting at point guard, Luca Doncic. I am going with Luca at point guard. At shooting guard, C.J. McCollum. Strong forward, Kawhi Leonard. Power forward, Kevin Durant center Julius Randle, guard LeBron James, forward Brandon Ingram, and just a utility player overall, Stephen Adams. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Start these guys with confidence. I, I think there's something to be had with about players that can actually consistently get in the top 10, 15, and 20, possibly, of scoring each week. So always keep an eye on matchups. Matchups are always key. But with that being said, I would look at keeping these guys in my lineup as often as possible. That wraps it on up for a second, that emotion. Heading right on over to the mailbag. We got one piece of mail this week. Appreciate the question as always. And it's a question for me. Who do I think that the Steelers should go after as Deshaun Watson is looking like a really good option for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Via trade, of course. Well... Prior to getting knocked out by the Cleveland Browns, I might look into that. If Ben wanted to go out a champion, this is all in a hypothetical world where, you know, we went out on top, and Ben might say, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna take it. I'm taking this third championship, and I'm heading out the door then then i'm I'm kind of open to talking about this. Ben ain't going nowhere. I know Ben doesn't want to go anywhere. He's too high of a competitor. And the Steelers. Want to see Ben get this. They want to have their captain. Steering that ship. Right to Super Bowl Island. So. Maybe we bring this question back up next year. Who knows. But. Who do I think the Steelers are going to go after. I think they're going to go after. If they can possibly try a restructure. Of Ben's contract. Is probably what they're going to go after. On the books he's, hit, he's set to make. Uh, 41 million dollars on the books but that's from past bonuses from previous seasons what he's actually making is 19 mil is he willing to take less? I don't know maybe he realizes I take less and I get a little bit more room for my team to go after some you know, re-signings or, or some free agents who knows, but yeah Ben Roethlisberger, 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, starting quarterback, that is. And I appreciate the question. I, I'm open to questions every single show. Keep them coming. I want to help out. Oh my goodness, everybody. We have a surprise guest dropping in right now. You wouldn't believe it. We have Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, how are you? Oh gosh, I'm great, Danny. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, happy to have you on right now. Mickey, uh, you know, the Super Bowl is coming right around the corner. Uh, are you excited to host the Super Bowl winners? Oh, yeah. It's always a great Disney day. ha When they stop by, they're always real happy and cheerful. and uh, Me and Minnie just love to have them. It's a great time. ha Oh, boy. I bet. I bet. How are things right now? I know, of course, you know... Things are a little dicey over in uh, Florida and in California, and of course Disney World, Disneyland, I'm sure keeping you busy in between both. Uh, any thoughts? Oh yeah, we're always trying to stay healthy, and we're always trying to get the parks back running again. We miss everybody. Well, what are you doing on your free time? Oh, we're not doing anything. We just sit around and watch Netflix, call High lately. Me and Goofy are really getting into karate! Oh wow, that is really impressive actually. Uh, anything else you enjoy like watching on Netflix? Oh yeah! We love watching all the documentaries! That Tiger King was sure scary! Yeah, yeah, that was actually really sc- scary. Funny and scary. Well Mickey, we really appreciate you stopping by today. Oh boy! Don't mention it! Have me on any time! I really got nothing else to do right now. Okay. Well, have a great day, Mickey. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, boy. Have a great Disney day. Ha-ha. Wow, everybody. That was so much fun. Mickey Mouse is quite the character. We love him. We love him on the show. Alrighty, We are heading right on over to Final Straw. Final Straw in lieu of Alabama beating Ohio State, which... I got that one wrong, too. I said that Ohio State would win, and they did not. Alabama won. Congrats, Bama. But in lieu of that, my final straw is not the fact that I got it wrong, not the fact that Bama won. It's pay college players. This is ridiculous. Uh, You know, speaking of Alabama, Nick Saban made $9.3 million this year, okay? You got to pay them. I mean, the top five coaches in college football right now make $7.5 million and up, ranging all the way up to Nick Saban. Nick Saban is the highest paid college football coach. In between TV and merch and tickets, I mean, this is just sick. And, you know, these players, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that they're going to get drafted. There's no guarantee that they're going to get that contract. You got to pay these guys. They're entertainment just like the NFL. There's no difference. I mean, sure, there may be a few players on that field that who knows what they're going to be doing when they graduate. Probably won't be at the NFL. But nonetheless, you are watching future NFL players. And, And everyone, I feel like, around them Including the schools themselves are making out like bandits, and they don't get a penny. They it's actually penalized if they get any money. Change that. Change that college football. You have to make it somehow, some way possible that these players are actually making money. They earned it, rather from their academics or, of course, their athletic ability on the field. Either way, they earned it let them and they can't they can't even I don't know how anyone would even be able to work a part time job I mean those that are actually training to get to the NFL that's a year long process not that's not just while you're in the season during the off season you have to actually train and work to get better 365 days out of the year and these schools just become more rich Coaches become more rich. TV ratings keep soaring. Everyone's benefiting from this, but the players. Granted, I'm sure of it. There's a good amount that will head off to the NFL. And even if they only make it one season, they got some nice money, okay? But not everyone actually goes on to make big-time contracts or get any NFL contracts at all. And the risk that's involved with it and the reward, it just doesn't line up. Pay the players. I hope this one gets across too. I hope all my final straw takes get through, everybody. I'm hoping to make some changes out there. And it starts with Denny thinks he knows. Right, at least I think. I don't know. All right, guys, that has been my show. I hope you had a great time listening. Questions for me, you know where to send them. But I'll remind you, denny at gmail.com. This has been fun, and until next time, uh, bye-bye.